What's up? Summit Community Church. That was unexpected, but I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, today, today we are, uh, we're just so pumped that you guys are here. My name is Austin Rafferty. I'm the next generation pastor here at Summit, and uh, I'm just so excited that you guys are here with us today. Uh, Mark Combs is out of town. He's having, he's having a blast with Dumbo, uh, Disney World. He's just chilling uh, with the Disney princesses. And so, so here I am today. Uh, but before we jump in, uh, let's go ahead and kick things off with, with a word of prayer, because because we want, we want God to lead everything that we do here at Summit. So, so let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, I just thank you so much for this day. Dear God, I thank you so much for what you have done uh, here at Summit and in our lives. God, I just pray right now that, uh, that your word would be represented here and, and just uh, the way that you want it to be, God. Uh, help move me out of the way. I don't want anybody to look up on stage and see Austin Rafferty. I want people to look up here, and I want them to see you, God, because, because I could do nothing, but God, you could do all things. Uh, we love you, we thank you, we praise you. It's all in your name. Amen. So, so last week, guys, we started a series called Fishing. Uh, and Mark talked a little bit about, uh, like, what, you know, to be a good fisherman, you have, to, you have to have the right kind of bait. And, like, he talked about how Jesus in you is, is the best kind of bait. And so, and so this week we're going to kind of continue on how to, be, how to be a good fisherman, right? Uh, and, and this week we're not talking about bait. We're talking about what needs to be what you need in your tackle box. So, so before we jump in too much about fishing, I have a, I have a confession I, I need to make real quick. When it comes to fishing, Austin Rafferty, the guy you see on stage, is not a fisherman. You think the guy in the video is bad at fishing? Like, I, he, he makes me look, look, look bad, right? Like, he's good compared to me. When I go fishing, like, everything about fishing is just gross. It's, it's painful. Yeah, fishing for me has been a painful experience. And I'm just, I'm just no good at it. So, like, like, from start to finish, fishing, you, the first thing you do in fishing, for me, uh, you take this sharp hook, and you have to kill a little innocent worm, right? So, so you imagine, you, you, I take this hook, and, and they're like, they, you stab it repeatedly to keep it. To hold. Think about this, guys. If we want our kids to hold still, so we stabbed them something for a few times, like, people would say that was a bad thing. So, but in fishing, that's okay. So that's what we do. And as you're stabbing your, as you're stabbing your, your worm, this black, nasty gunk, like, comes out, and it gets all, like, it's just, it is gross. You know, I'm just not a fisherman. Uh, if you're entering a bass tournament, you don't even want me near the water because the fish are going to run from you, okay? But so, so you cast your, your, your worm out in the water, so now you're drowning this worm. Poor little guy. And uh, for a few minutes, you have this, this time of relaxation, you know, that, this is the part I think all fishermen like when you're just sitting there on the lake. It's calm. But then something happens in the water. You get this little tug, right? Like, it's like, oh, man, I know what that means. A fish has taken the bait, and it is, it is, it is on my line. So this fight begins. You know, you, you're, you're reeling this fish, and you're trying to get it to your boat. This fish is wanting to stay at home, but you're like, come to me because I want to eat you. But I'm such a bad fisherman, actually. I don't even like to eat fish. Like, I do it for fun, and it's not fun. So I'm just not a fisherman. But this, this battle goes on. You pull your fish in. You get it out of the water, and you hold this monster up, and oh, yeah, right? Like, here you go. Yeah, that, there's the struggle. So you pull your phone out. You know, you got to hold the fish way out there and get the right angle with your camera. So when you put it online, it looks, looks a little bit better than in real life, you know, if you caught something like this. But you want your friends to think, you know, you've caught a river monster. Like, you're sending this in. 
to the Shell River Monster, so you know, maybe he'll come to us and, and he will try to catch something that I just caught, right? So, but but I, I just throwing it out there, I am a bad fisherman, okay? When I get my fish in, the worst part for me in this fishing experience is now I've got a fish on a hook. Like this hook has stabbed this fish somewhere. Like, and most of the time they swallow it. I don't even know where it goes. And my job now is to take the fish off of this hook. Like get the, okay, imagine somebody just stabbed you in, in somewhere, ripped you out of your home, and now he's wanting to let you go, right? He's wanting to unhook it. So, so you know, I don't know how you fish whispers do it, but like me, I'm like, fish, shh, don't move, don't move. But they don't, they, they never listen. Like every time I try to get the hook out of this fish's mouth, I either get, I get stabbed by some kind of sharp point on this fish. I don't even know where it comes from. I get stung or I get bit. I didn't even know fish could bite. But I'm telling you, I stuck my thumb in the fish's and it, it bit me. You know, like it's just a bad, bad experience. But even though I'm not a good fisherman, I know that to go fishing and to be a good fisherman, you got to have the right stuff in your tackle box, right? Like all good fishermen know that you got to have the right stuff in your tackle box. So today, today with me, you guys, this is a rare, rare thing you're about to see, but I brought my state-of-the-art tackle box with me today. Just because I want to show you some of the stuff that I need in my tackle box to be a good, a good fisherman, okay? First of all, I don't know if you can see these really well, but these are hooks. I need a lot of hooks because if I catch a lot of fish, you know what I mean? I can't get these things off the hook without my wife. So, so most of the time, if I can't shake these little fish off the hook, if they don't just jump off, I have to do something with this little tool called pliers. I have to, I have to hold this thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, gotta, I just got to cut it loose because I cannot get the fish off my hook. And I know that's probably not good for the fish, but, uh, but I can't help it. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not throwing my pole in, so I'm just going to cut the line. So, so I need lots of hooks to go fishing because, uh, because if I catch quite a few, I'm cutting a lot of lines and, and things, you know, you got to have enough hooks. Uh, you got your little bobbers to show when you get the little tug on the line. Those are, those are nightmares. Uh, but you got this cool little tool right here. This is, my, this is my friend. You know, this thing right here does a lot of stuff. Like, so I don't get bit. I can shove this thing in the fish's lip and hold it, you know. I can, uh, I can put some weights on it. So now I got a lot of weight on my line. I can throw it all the way across the lake. Like, I know that's what those things are for. Uh, or, like I said, I could cut the line. So, so those are the coolest little tools. Uh, to be a good fisherman, there's, there's a lot of other stuff in here. I don't really even know what it's all for. But I know to be a good fisherman, you have to have it because I bought the whole kit, right? And maybe today you're here and you're like, man, what is this guy talking about? Like, I thought we was at church, not at what not to do to be a fisherman, right? Like, like, like maybe that's you today. And what I want to share with you is that, that today... I don't really want to talk about how to go be a fish, fisherman, not how to be a fish, not how to be a fisherman. I don't, I, I'm not really want to talk about that because if that's, what I, if that's what needed to happen today, like they would kick me out of the building, you know, like I'm just not that guy. Today I want to share with you uh, how to be fishers of men. And, and so, so today, like to be a fisherman, we give you, we give you a little guideline called my tackle box. Like, you should have got one when you come in uh, because, because to be a fisher of men, uh, it, it's the same thing. You got to have the right stuff in your tackle box, okay? And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about hooks or line or, or sinkers or any of that kind of stuff. What I'm talking about today, what we need is, is what do I do if someone walks up to me today and says, "I want to know more about your faith." What if you're at school and a friend comes up to you? You're at work. Uh, maybe you're you're 
your coworker, your boss is like, man, I want to hear about Jesus. You know about Jesus, right? You're a Christian. You, you know about Jesus. Like, like, I want you to share that with me. Like, what do you do? You know, in, in, that, in that instance, what do we do? I could say the first thing you don't do is you don't say, hold up. I got Mark Combs on speed dial. Let me give him. He knows all that, right? Like, you don't need, he's in Disney World right now. I know he's probably hanging out with, with Dumbo or, 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 or Elsa from Frozen. You know, it's untelling what they're doing. I'm going to tweet him right now because I know he responds to those things. He's got the answers, right? Like, that's not what we need to do. Today, what we need to do is we need to make sure that we have the right stuff in our tackle box so that we can get the job done. And so, so if you're going through here, uh, we need two things in our tackle box today. The first thing, the first thing that we need in our tackle box is the gospel. Okay? So if you, if you want to fill this out, write that down. The first thing we need in, the, in our tackle box is the gospel. And for those of you who don't really know me, a little bit of my backstory. Uh, I used to work at Camp Nathaniel in the summers. And, uh, and, and every week at camp, uh, we would have a lot of kids come in from all over. And they would, um, they would have opportunities to, to give their life to Christ. They would, they would have opportunities to, they would say, hey, man, I want to know more about Jesus. What do I do? How do I do that? How do I, how do I give my life to Christ? And uh, as a summer staff, the full-time guys, they would, be, they would want us to know how to respond to that, right? They would want us to know what to do. Um, and, 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 and this one time, I remember one of my first weeks at camp, uh, I had the opportunity. One of the guys in my cabin who stayed back during the altar call, you know, that, that's kind of how they do it there at camp. They say, you know, if you, if you want to give your life to Christ, stay where you are. We want to make it easy for you and everybody else just go. Uh, and somebody will come to you and talk. And, and so, so, oh, yeah, here's this guy. I get an opportunity to share the gospel, to share, uh, to share with this guy, Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so I do what I think, uh, and I think I sprint to this guy. But in all reality, it looks more like I just barely move. And then somebody else scoops in, and they take care of the job, right? Because, like, I let fear I let fear slow me. I let fear stop me because I'm thinking, man, I don't know what to say to this guy. Like, I don't want to mess this little kid up, you know. Like, I'm messed up, so I definitely don't want to share with him. Uh, I can't get things done. So this, this other staff guy comes in, and, and he, shares, he shares with him. This kid gives his life to Christ. Awesome, awesome story. Uh, but afterwards, I'm thinking, like, man, what kind of intense, crazy Christian boot camp did that guy go to to be able to get that job done? Like, like. Who, who did he go talk to and have to pay to, to learn how to do something like that? Because why can't I do that? And so I started, I started talking to some of the, the, the spiritual leaders in, at camp, some of the full-time staff, and uh, started asking these questions, like, why can they do the stuff that I can't? Like, why can't I do that? You know, why can't God use me in that way? And, and the response, the answer that I kept getting, the answer that I got uh, from these guys was, was, it was really cool. It was really shocking, but, but it was really cool. Like, they, they kept telling me, that uh, Austin, you need to know something. You can't save anybody. Straight up, you can't save anybody. Only God, only God can save people. So, so really, whatever you go over, man, you you, you just gotta give it to God. Share, it, let let God work through you to save that kid. Because I don't care what you tell them. I don't care what you tell them. Nothing you do is gonna save them. Only God can save. We got, we got a scripture this morning, uh, Romans 116. It might be on the screen. I'm not sure. Uh, it's, a, it's another part of our, our tackle box we need to fill in. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the, the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So the gospel, 
the first thing we need in our tackle box, the gospel is God's power to save people. It's not my power, it's God's. It's not your power, it's God's power to save people. So, so maybe you're here and you're like, man, what is the gospel? What is it? We're going to give you some scripture today uh, to make it easy on you so when you go out and people are like, man, I want to hear about this, you can, you can refer to your little sheet here and, and it'll be open and shut. The first, the first scripture in there in the gospel says, Romans, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, so right there, first thing we need to understand is that you, me, we have all sinned. Like to wake people up, I got a, I got a question. It's, 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 it, re, it involves raising your hand. This week, uh, can you think of a time that you have sinned? If you've sinned this week, just raise your hand. Say, yep, I've sinned this week. Boom, I see a lot of hands. Anybody with their hands still down? Uh, well, you just lied, so you can go ahead and put your hand up. because We've all sinned, right? Like, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that takes us to another question. What is sin? Like, what is sin? All right, I'm not a fisherman, but I do like to, I like to shoot stuff. You know, I like to shoot guns. The bigger, the better. You know, you put something that just blow up when I shoot it, like, I'm all in. A couple, couple rifles, shotguns, a bunch of shells. I'm content for the entire day, you know. And, and it's not like fishing. I'm actually okay at this. I, you know, nobody gets shot when I go fishing. Nobody dies. Uh, uh, well, I mean, when I go hunting, uh, when I shoot stuff, nobody, nobody gets shot or hasn't so far. And, uh, but so there's this time uh, I, I look at my wife, and, and, and I'm trying to get her involved in stuff that I like to. So I buy her a little 22 pistol, right? So it's a, it's a cool little gun, and I'm like, you know, here you go. I think you can handle something like this. Uh, should be fun. And, and so one evening, she's like, hey, let's go shoot that gun. And I'm like, all right, let's go. We'll go outside. I love to shoot anyway. So, so we go outside, and we, we set stuff up. I put me up a little target. I got my little gun here, and I, I, you know, I tell Katie. Uh, I'm like, all right, you know, because I, you know, I'm the pro here, I'm going to shoot first. And you just watch and see what I do. And, uh, and then you just repeat after me. And I show her how not to shoot herself, how to take, how to take the safe off. Uh, but, but then I, I, load my, I load my little gun up, and, and I aim at the target, and I, I empty an entire clip at this tree, at this little target. And I go retrieve my target, and man, I'm like, golly, I hit it like three times, uh, and the rest, the rest didn't hit the target. Like, I didn't only not hit the bullseye. Like, I didn't hit the If I explained to Katie, like, look, honey, it's okay if, if, if when you shoot that, uh, you know, you, you, you might not even, we might could even just take the target down because pistols aren't as accurate as rifles. You know, because I'm a good shot. Like, I'm not, I'm not bad. And so she's, uh, you know, I don't want to hurt her feelings if she doesn't, you know, she doesn't hit anything. I don't want to think she's bad at it and not like shooting. So she loads up. She aims at this target. And she fires. And I go retrieve it. And, and the best thing that I could think of is, man, this, this gun is not off. Because Katie didn't even miss the target. Like, she, she hit it uh, almost every time. Like, and all of her, you know, they were, they were scattered not very far apart. Like, she done really well. I had just literally, I just missed. I'd missed the target. And uh, the thing about sin, sin literally means to miss the target. So, so when we sin, we're just, we're missing it. We, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not making connection. So, so the biggest thing that me and you, the greatest thing that me and you need is to get connected with God. We need to enter a relationship with, with God. But the problem, but the problem is that, that 
we, we, need, we need to get this sin. You know, all have sinned and fallen short of the God. But because of this sin that we have in our life, because we've missed the target, like, God can't, God can't be with that, right? Like, like God, has to, God has to look away. So because of sin, because of sin in our life, uh, think of it like this. There's, there's this chasm between us and God. Because of sin, because we've missed the mark, we can't go to God, and God can't come to us. The sin issue in our life has got to be dealt with. But the problem is, I can't deal with it on my own, and neither can you. So the Bible goes on, and it tells us a little bit more. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. So, so what that means, because we've missed the mark, because we've, we've missed the target, the consequences of our sin, because of, of what we've done, now we deserve to die. Everything dies. We die, you know, plants die. Everything dies because sin was entered into the world. Uh, and we know that everything dies, but the other, the other death that it's talking about here, it's not talking about just a physical death. It's talking about a spiritual death, an eternal death, a death totally separated from God for eternity in a place called hell. I know, I know. That, that, that word hell makes us a little uncomfortable. Uh, like some of you might be thinking, oh my gosh, this guy just said H-E double hockey sticks up on stage? Like what is he thinking? You know, but because, because of sin, because of sin, now we've, we've got, there, there's this death that takes place. Uh, and and if, you, if you read the Bible, you know that like that Jesus, he talks, about, he talks about hell all the time. And uh, because we love you here at Summit, we want to we be truthful with you. You know, we want to share about this stuff with you. Because of sin, man, we all deserve to die and spend eternity separated from God. But we don't want to just leave, leave you with that. There's some good news here. The good news is nobody has to die and go to hell. Like, is that not good news? Nobody has to die and go to hell. Because of what Jesus Christ done for us on Calvary. For, for the way, for, for the, hold up, for all have said, for, for the, I apologize, guys, I'm tongue-tied. For the wages of sin are death, but. Anytime you see a butt in the Bible, uh, you can look for something really cool coming. Uh, and this is one of the butts in the Bible that, to me, it, it just, it, it's one of the, the, that sounds funny, one of the, the I don't even know how to say that, the best butts in the Bible. <laughs> I know, uh, poor wording there, but for the way to sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. So, so we don't, we, we, we've sinned, uh, we've sinned, we deserve to die, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. So what that means, what that means is that because of what God, what Jesus done for us, nobody in this room, me, you, nobody in this room has to die and go to hell, okay? So because of what Jesus done, we can have eternal life. But maybe you're hearing, you're thinking like, how can I have, like, I hear you talking about that, but what does that really mean? Like, how can I have eternal life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Like that's the Bible, guys. That's, it's open, shut. If you believe, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. And I like that word there too, that, that word will. It's not saying that, you know, if you believe, if you confess, you might get saved, like things might happen for you. You know, if you, if you, maybe, maybe your status quo is, is just right, so, so, you know, you might get saved here. Or, or you know, maybe, maybe you, you're, all your ducks are in a row. So, no, man, it says if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's, that's major. That's major. So let's imagine, let's imagine that you're talking to that person, that person we talked about earlier, the, the person at school, the person at work. You're talking to them, and they say, man, I want to be saved. What do I do? What do I do to be saved? I need this. I, I realize there's a void in my life. I hear these people talking about it at church, and, you know, even you maybe are, are sharing stuff with me, but I need to be saved, and I know that. What do I do? You can literally look at that person and say, if you say a prayer with me right now, if you, if you know you're a sinner, you pray to God and say, Jesus, I know I've messed up, I've sinned, come into my life and save me, because the God, not because of what you're doing, not because of what I'm doing, but because the gospel is the power of God to, for salvation, they'll be saved right there in the office, uh, in the meeting, wherever they are, they can be saved right there. And, and the cool thing is, that is the gospel. That's the gospel. We sin. Jesus died for our sins. And because of what Jesus done, now we can be saved. Boom. Done. That's the first thing that we need to put in our tackle box. Uh, we need to know that the gospel, uh, it, we need to know what the gospel is and how to share that. But the second thing, the second thing that needs to go in, and if you're still filling it out, you need to, you need to, to write in here number two. Second thing you need in is my story. My story. Boom. If you've met Jesus Christ, if there's been a point in your life when you realized that you were a sinner and you, and you needed to, to make things right, and you've accepted Christ into your heart, you've got a story, right? You, you've, you've got a story. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've got a story. I grew up in, the, I grew up in church uh, as a young guy. Like every, every time the doors would open, um, like we were there. Like I loved it. We went Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday if it was offered. I joined youth group. Like I loved going to church, and that was just something that I, that I, I was always there. Um, so, so, so a lot of people you might think, man, well, you had things right. Well, it wasn't until I was 12 years old at a at a revival we went to with our youth group that I realized that man, I'm going to church and I'm playing all these cool parts and I'm saying all these cool words. I'm learning all this stuff, but I've never. I've never made things right with Jesus. I've never asked Jesus to, to save me. So, so at that revival, at that revival as a 12-year-old little guy, uh, I fixed things, right? Like, oh, I didn't do it, but, but I, I went and I asked Christ to save me, to forgive me for my sins and to come into my life. And he did. He saved me. Uh, and, and if you're a follower of Jesus, you've got a story too, right? If, if you've had an experience like that, you've got a story as well. Maybe, maybe if one, you, were an, you were an addict, you, you were hooked on some crazy stuff, and, and, but God delivered you from that. He come into your life, you asked him to save you, you've got a story. Maybe you're still struggling with addiction, but God's bringing you through that and he saved you. That's your story. Maybe you were raised in church, uh, God saved you, that's your story. Maybe you've never been to church before in your life, and uh, God met you where you were. And he saved you. Well, that's your story. And your story, your story needs to be told. 
right? Like, so, like what, do you do? what do you do when you see a good movie? You see a great movie, you want to tell everybody about it, right? What do you do when you see a good game on TV? UK, UK done well, man. You want to tell everybody about it. What do you do when you see Jesus? You need to tell people about it. God's not looking for you to be, to be Billy Graham, you know. God's not looking for you to be the best speaker in the world. If he was looking for really good speakers, man, I would not be up here today. You know, that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for you to be available. Because like we learned last week, Jesus in you is greater than you think. We don't save, we don't save people. Jesus does. Like that's what we need to get out of, out, of, out of this. We don't save people. Jesus does. So who needs to hear this message today? Who needs to hear your story? Today, I'm going to do something a little bit crazy, a little bit strange. But if you know somebody out there, and, and, and I, I feel like we should, we, we probably all do. You know somebody that, that, that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They're lost. They need Jesus Christ. I want you to just raise your hand. I want you to just raise your hand for that person. You've got a friend. Maybe you've got a family member. Yeah, we, we've all got them. If you're here and you'd say to God, God, I'm available. God, use me to tell that person my story. Give me an opportunity to share the gospel with that, the people that you're thinking about, that you raise your hand. And I want to challenge you guys to stand up out of your seats. We want to come down here. We want to fill this altar with those people's names. And, and we just, I want to pray with you guys for those people. Like, like I, I'm challenging you. Stand up. If you know somebody right now that needs to hear the gospel, if you know somebody that needs to, to, to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, I would just ask you to stand up. Stand up. Come front. I want to pray with you guys. You guys be praying. We want to, we want to get things done here in, in Eastern Kentucky in Perry County. Like, like, don't be scared. We're, we're, I'm not going to tickle you. you know? I'm just, I want to pray with you. I'm challenging you. Come on. Let's pray. Let's pray. You, you get up, move right now. Uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. We got people praying. You know somebody right now, you know somebody right now that's at home, maybe, maybe, it's, a, a friend that, maybe it's a friend that you've been talking to forever, and, man, they are, they are messed up. And they, they do some, a lot of stuff. And you just know that, that they have no clue who Jesus is. And, and you know what? Maybe you could be that person that, that God could, could use. Like, we just want to pray for those people right now. And we don't want to just pray for them. We want to pray that God would set that meeting up, whatever that looks like, whether it's a fishing trip, if that's what you and, and them like, whether it's a, a meeting at the office, whether it's uh, at your school, wherever it's at, if, if, that's, if, if you know somebody like that, you want to just pray for them. As we want to get things done, and we want to pray for those people today. People are still coming. This is so cool. If you want to be available to God like that, come up. Come on. God, we just thank you so much. We thank you so much that, that you make it so, so available, God, to receive the gospel. God, that you can use people as messed up as we are to, 
to, to spread your word, God. That you could use us, God, to lead someone into salvation so that they could spend eternity with you. Like, we just thank you for that, God. God, I just pray for that, that when we leave this place, that all of us right here that have names in mind, God, you know who they are. I, I, I don't know who they are, but God, we know that you knew them before we even thought about them, God. And I just pray that, that you would just set those meetings up. God, that you would, you would prepare the hearts of those, uh, God, that we're thinking about right now. God, you would just, you would just make them ready and accepting uh, of you. Help us to be, to be bold. Help us to be uh, courageous, God, and, and help us to take advantage of the opportunities that you're going to set up, God. I just thank you for what you're going to do in this area. I thank you for what you're going to do uh, in our workplaces, in our, in, our, in our schools, God, in our homes. We love you. We thank you. With every, with every head bowed, with every eye closed, Maybe you, maybe you're here today, and it's you that need to hear this message. Maybe you're the one, you're the one that, you're like, man, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I've never given my life to God, but today, today I want to do that. I want to do that for the first time. I see, I know I'm a sinner. I know I deserve to go to hell. But I also know that God, God made a way that I don't have to do that. If that's you, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I just ask you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I know I've messed up. Come into my life. Save me. Help me to live for you from this day forward. Church, if you're here, you just prayed that prayer. Nobody looking around. We don't want to call nobody out. We don't want to embarrass nobody. But if you're here and you just prayed that prayer with me, I just ask you to simply raise your hand. Just, just let us know. If today for the first time you made a decision to follow Jesus, I'd ask you to just look up. Look at me. Like I said, I don't want to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you come up here and stay. We just want to celebrate with you. We want to we hook you up with some stuff, get you started on this journey. We've got some books, some free Bibles in the back. On your way out, just pick that stuff up. We, we want to celebrate the decision you made today. If you could, on the back of your connection card when you walked in today, just check. There's a box on there that says, you know, I give my life to Christ for the first time today. If you could just check that box and drop it off on your way out the door, that would be, that would be awesome. Give it to one of our volunteers and, and, and things will be rolling. But God, I just thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much, God, for what you have done here and what you're doing in at Summit Community Church in Perry County in Eastern Kentucky, God. I just thank you for, for allowing us to be a part of, of, of your, your grand design, God. We just thank you so much, God, for, for the gospel. We thank you so much that, that you loved us enough to send Jesus to die for the sin that we could not that we could not take care of. Thank you for taking care of that for us, God, for making a way for us. Be with us as we travel today. Be with us as we as we head back this week into our workplaces and our schools, God. Just 
be with us, uh, whatever we have going on, and, and help us to, to be soldiers for you. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. It's all in your name. Amen. Amen. Summit. Thank you for uh, chilling with me. Thank you for maybe not falling asleep. I don't know. Mark Combs will be back next week. Woo! I'm excited. I love Mark. Uh, he's going to continue on this fishing series. Uh, he's going to be on part three. Uh, and thanks for coming, guys. You are dismissed. We love you. Darn.